I see AI really helping become a partner for HR folks to alleviate that burden of more admin tasks and help them focus on the human. So maybe think of it off, Ari Glad is kind of helping with the resources, but the human will always stay with the human part of HR. Welcome to the HR LD podcast, where we explore cutting edge HR trends and best practices with top leaders who are shaping the future of work. My name is Nick Day, and I'm founder of JGA Recruitment Group, a specialist HR search firm. I'm also a qualified executive coach and a recognized HR thought leader listed on Thinkers360. Together, we're going to dive into topics from diversity and inclusion to technology, learning curation and employee experience to help you evolve your people and your development strategies. So whether you're a flourishing HR executive, a rising manager or a seasoned CHRO who's driving transformation, this podcast is for you. So grab your coffee and let's play. Hello and welcome back to the HR L&D podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group, and we are specialist HR recruiters. And if you do enjoy the show, please do remember to subscribe to it. Please remember to share it with all of your HR colleagues and friends. And together we can really raise the profile of HR management for everyone globally. Now, today I'm joined by Sophie Wynn, who is the co-founder and CEO at Araglad, a business focused on empowering HR through data-driven decisions and insights. And we're going to get into a world of insights and data during the course of today's show. But previously to that, she worked for the State Department and, and basically was an ex-cybersecurity specialist. And she wanted to bring the type of risk mitigation and efficiency she saw in that world into the world of HR. She knew it could work in other verticals. And we're going to see exactly how and how that really manifested itself in the business she's part of now during the course of today's show. After pivoting to focus on HR ticketing in the fall of 2021, Sophie secured a partnership with Flexport to co-design the Avaglan product and has recently closed over £1 million in funding. She's primarily based in Copenhagen, which is where she is today, and with her co-founder and the Aragad team, which are based across Canada, uh, it's a truly global business. So without further ado, Sophie, welcome to the HR L&D podcast. How are you feeling today? Feeling great. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. My pleasure. I'm going to ask you my first question, which is something I ask all of my guests, which is this. What do the words human resources mean to you? I have actually always loved the term human resources. I know we've started to move over to more people ops. I know that's seen as a more modern phrase for for some, but I've actually always really loved human resources. I think there's something really almost romantic about having the word human in a title like human resources. And I think it really just encompasses so much of what HR does and what it also aspires to be. Um, It's around the human experience in an organization. You know, this isn't completely focused on the bottom line. It's not always focused on the, you know, tightest profit margins and the biggest, uh, you know, every all the kind of numbers and, and things that happen behind the scenes. It really comes down to how are people, how can we support them? How can we ensure that, you know, with their experience and their success, uh, the company's experience success as well. And how can we give them the resources to do that? So that's really what human resources has kind of exemplified for me. Great. Well, a great start to the show. Now, I know I mentioned in the introduction, you obviously began your career in cybersecurity. So you got to see how technology and tools, I guess, can really help sort of identify and mitigate issues in the world of IT. How then did you use that knowledge to and, and apply it really to the HR space? Because I understand that's what the new business is all about. So what did you take, what learnings did you take away from your initial career and what in, in terms of utilizing your new one? 
Yeah. So in cybersecurity, especially with the software that I worked with, we were essentially seeing a bird's eye view of all of the devices um, and you know many other things, but essentially what's going on from a device perspective in an organization, which ones are lost, which ones are at risk, um, and what kind of endpoints of security uh, remediation can we you know take action for. And at the same time, I had worked in a variety of different organizations and industries and verticals across my career. And I actually befriended a lot of HR folks throughout that time and really just heard the same kind of um, challenges over and over, which is kind of the similar uh, challenges that the cybersecurity folks were experiencing which is not being able to see that kind of bird's eye view of what's going on in their organization. So if there is maybe, you know, employees starting to leave, um, or if there's been a, you know, bump in the culture in some part of the organization, it's often too hard to do much about it by the time you hear about it. And so a lot of uh, HR folks really want to be able to see those trends beforehand. And so essentially what really inspired me to go into the business of Ariglad is we take care of all of the communication. We make things really efficient from an HR perspective, all of everything from dental benefits all the way to maternity leave. Um, and that also allows us to really track what employees care about, what are they bringing to HR, and what are the trends that are really interesting from a human kind of experience in the company. Okay, that makes sense. So essentially, it's a sort of data-driven HR ticketing, sort of issue management solutions business. So, and, and is that correct? So you're kind of working with people teams that... Uh, to help them with that kind of ticketing of, of data that creates data-driven insights and decisions. And I think you're, you're, I understand you utilize AI as well in that solution. So tell us a little bit more about how that yeah. solution works, just so people can really get to grips with what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So we leverage AI in a variety of different ways. I know AI has become kind of the, you know, the absolute buzzword of the moment uh, right yeah. now, but we have been using AI and ML technology for quite a long time now. And Essentially, there's a couple of different ways. I'll start with the analytics perspective. So in a lot of organizations, we're starting to be able to do predictive trends for companies. So essentially understanding, you know, not only how the organization has been performing and what employees have been caring about over, you know, the present and in the past, but what are they expected to care about in the future? What are the patterns that we're starting to see? Um, one of the really exciting features that we have recently released is the ability to plug into your, so let's say, I don't know, let's say Nick, if you had a company of, I don't know, 500 people, you're looking to really make your ticketing kind of employee communication more efficient. Um, we would be able to implement, integrate with your Gmail inbox or whatever inbox you're using. We can actually identify, scan the whole, uh, inbox, understand these are the hundred top questions that employees ask, and these are the most common um, responses. This is the type of tone that resonates best with employees. And our AI can actually start to respond to really simple, uh, to the kind of more tier one questions. Um, so if an employee has a you know dental emergency over the weekend and has an insurance question, it's able to respond in a way that is really a lot more kind of intelligent than anything that we really seen before. Nice. Yeah, it's very clever. So essentially, it gets to understand the tone of the response of that HR professional from all the different responses that have been before. So it's almost like it's an AI response. It's responding in the tone of that HR professional, essentially. Exactly. So if they're, you know, if employees really, uh, if it resonates better to have lots of smiley faces and be really yeah. upbeat, maybe it's a bit more of a formal organization, it's able to take on that tone. Um, and that really helps employees feel like they're still having that personable experience. Yeah, it's very clever. So obviously going away from cybersecurity and IT, which is a very different market space to HR, what was the kind of aha moment that inspired you to found 
Araglad. And I have to ask, where does the name come from? It's an interesting name, not one I've come across before. So I'd love to know a little bit more about the origins, the inspiration, and uh, and obviously the, the meaning behind the name. Yeah, well, it's actually a very similar story, I suppose. So um, Araglad actually derives from a Danish word. Uh, it's a very, from what I understand, there might be some uh, other countries in Scandinavia that have it, but definitely started in Denmark. It's called Arbeitsglil. It basically means that you love your job. You wake up every morning and you're excited to go to work. And that was very much the type of um impact that we wanted to have on the organizations that we integrate with. Um, and so Arbeidsglil is a little bit of a mouthful for non-Danish speakers. So we shortened that to Ari Glad. Um, and really the aha moment that made me want to jump into this industry out of the cybersecurity space was when I visualized, okay, what if we were to, because I had experienced service now and I experienced, um, you know, those ticketing systems on the side of an employee. And so I saw yeah. there was a lot of opportunity there just because the experience was never really that great. And so when we looked at, okay, what would this look like from a software perspective, if we were to build a really AI driven personable tool to help with this problem, it was so similar to what we were working with in cybersecurity. It was essentially a completely different space. But when it came to the analytics, when it came to the ticketing and kind of how you look at the data, um, when you really look at uh, kind of that backend experience, obviously the front end is completely different. There's a lot of things that are different. But when it came to the analytics and how you process the data was really similar. And so just made me really excited to kind of be able to apply that experience in the cybersecurity space with my own experience as an employee and kind of passion for making the workplace just a better place to be. Yeah, nice, nice. And we know it as well, the world of HR now is very HR data driven. There were a lot of very trend driven as well as we're trying to, particularly in relation to improving diversity and inclusion and working out where there may be anomalies or, or issues which we need to kind of correct and improve upon. You obviously work with HR departments across the globe with your solution at the moment across different verticals, different company sizes. What are some of the, the biggest are there pain points you're coming across, the, the most common challenges perhaps you're coming across with the clients that, that you're working with? So I would say a really common pain point is that organizations are balancing wanting to be able to give employees a really white glove, personalized experience um, while also increasing efficiency, which can be really difficult for to do because it's a little bit of an oxymoron. So you want to be able to, in theory, be able to answer every single question with a ton of care, with every, you know, every question, getting all the attention it possibly could get. Um, but at the same time, you have a lot of questions that are coming through and you have a lot of other things that are happening and you also need to be really efficient with people's time. So I think that has become more and more something that organizations are, are balancing, especially in the tech economy, as we're seeing right now, people really want to be lean with resources and kind of yeah. make sure that everyone's being as efficient as possible. Um, but still, HR folks, and I you know, have a ton of kudos for them, um, really stand their ground of we want to provide an amazing service and experience to employees. Um, and so really, that is kind of the, the type of organization that we target. So we essentially are able to deliver that increased efficiency, while also making sure that employees are still getting that really personalized experience. Have you ever asked yourself, how can any recruiter understand my HR recruitment challenges? Please don't give up on your hiring challenges just yet. Here at JGA HR Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top human resources talent. We also understand just how costly a poor hire can be. JGA HR Recruitment would like to partner with you to help you overcome your hiring challenges. 
Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Not wanting to put you on the spot, but are there any kind of customer examples or any kind of case studies you can give reference to of where you've kind of come in as Amaglad and, and, and been able to improve those efficiencies just to give the listeners a bit of a feel for where they may be able to, to be able to see improvements as well? Yeah, we had an organization uh, actually track it because they, they needed to do an ROI kind of assessment for, um, you know, renewing and all of that stuff. And as yeah. part of that, they actually let us know that there had been a 40% increase in efficiency in the tasks that were kind of managed through RAGLAD. So that was really exciting. Um, I think another customer story that was actually quite recent that I really appreciated was an organization was really focused again on customer experience or employee experience, white glove service. And when they brought us on, I originally, they really wanted it to be completely white labeled. So they didn't want employees to have any idea that they were, you know, talking, there was an AI in the background yeah. that they were, you know, already glad anything like that. Um, and eventually though, it was really fascinating to see this kind of shift of actually wanting to do the opposite. So wanting to are glad to be a little bit more visualized for uh, employees because they wanted them to be a part of that kind of efficiency increase. So they realized that if an employee reached out over the weekend and someone immediately responded, the employee would probably be a little bit concerned about the HR person yeah. on the other side of, uh, you know, why are you working in the middle of the weekend? That's not really their culture. Uh, and so they really wanted to kind of be able to marry the two of, hey, we want to while we're ensuring that you're getting this amazing experience, we're leveraging AI, we're leveraging new technology in order to deliver that. So what are, what are the barriers to entry here? Because you mentioned earlier that AI is a, a very much a buzzword across all industries, right? specifically within HR as well, of course, in the context of today's conversation. But there are still a lot of people trying to get their heads around how they can best utilize AI, whether they even want to utilize AI. Some people have very sort of uh, opposing views on whether it's a good or a bad thing. For a business that that harnesses the power of AI in a very intelligent way and very hopefully efficiency saving ways as, as you are, how are you overcoming or what are the barriers number one and how are you overcoming them for the for the HR clients that may have an interest in, in taking this, this kind of solution forward? Yeah. So I think for us, we're definitely seeing more of HR folks wanting to have a bit more of a um, what do you call it, kind of oversight into the AI software. So one of the ways that we're able to do that is so you know let's go back to the example you know you're an organization of 500 people we've uh, plugged into your gmail we've seen these are the general 100 type of questions that employees ask these are the answers that are typically given in this tone we actually also provide uh, the ability for hr to see what those answers are going to look like and be able to make sure that they're correct so essentially kind of ruling out that uh, room for error and that's really helped because i think you know when you think about ai especially in this uh, kind of climate you think chat gtp um and yeah. you also potentially think about all of the mistakes and how it can kind of like have these moments of giving information that's completely false um and i think it's really important to remember that that's just a very specific kind of ai um that's for a very specific use case and you know our solution really focuses on um you know accuracy we have a lot more information that's relevant for an organization so you know we're using the resources that you have we're using your inbox and that's really it so 
if it doesn't exist in those two places, we're not going to be kind of throwing out random information. And so I think that's been really helpful for organizations to understand, you know, this is where the data is coming from, you're going to have oversight. And if there's any tweaks that you want to make along the way to what those answers look like, you can completely have the ability to do that. Yeah, sure. And, and presumably, I'm making an assumption here, the AI is able to identify those trends way quicker than we can individually, yes. right? It's done in probably in seconds, I would imagine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would say one of the biggest shocks going into this space was how much, how many organizations actually manually put in questions into an Excel spreadsheet to try and manually see what those trends are. So how many benefit questions they've gotten today, how many maternity leave requests, um, which takes a ton of time. And yeah, of course, everything's automatic in Glad. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So with the, you know, with the introduction of AI, I say it's introduction, we've been using AI for a long time, but with it in, in its current guise, shall we say, how do you see the future of HR and, and tech in particular evolving over the next sort of three to five years? And bearing in mind, you know, how do you see your own business evolving along, along that curve? Definitely. I mean, I think it gets back to your first question, Nick. I think, you know, when you think about human resources, the human is never going to be gone. This is never going to be a department that can be replaced because employees ultimately are nuanced creatures and it's never going to be just a guidebook that can um, kind of handle all of the things that come with being human beings. I think AI is going to really help alleviate a lot of the heavy, heavy lifting of the more admin tasks. And frankly, a lot of the tasks that HR don't, don't really want to do, you know, no one or not many people at least went into HR wanting to answer the for the millionth time that day, you know, where are my dental benefits or how much PTO do I have left? Um, or trying to put into an Excel spreadsheet, how many of those questions you've gotten that day. And, you know, the list goes on and on of the many kind of more tedious tasks that come through, um, you know, the desk of an HR manager. And so I see AI really helping become a partner for HR folks to alleviate that um, kind of burden of more admin tasks and help them focus on the human. So maybe think of it off, you know, Ari Glad is kind of helping with the resources, but the human will always stay with the human part of HR. Yeah, it's quite a nice, a nice take on it, actually, a nice perspective, because you're actually saying that AI is going to help it become more human, really, because the yes. AI can take care of all the stuff that takes the human out of the process, because we're too head down dealing with data-based things that we don't need to be doing, which takes our time away from that human element. So it's a really interesting take I hadn't heard before. Um, so I guess last question for you as, as someone that's operating in this space from the world of cybersecurity, world of AI, it's, a, it's an immersive space, it's a complicated space. What's the question I haven't asked you that perhaps I should have done that would be useful for our listeners to take away? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I suppose focusing really just more on maybe doubling down on that human aspect. I think there's so much uh, focus on what mistakes or what kind of problems are AI going to, to bring um, or what jobs are they going to replace or what kind of headaches am I going to have to deal with? And I think long term, it's really just going to be helping support HR folks focusing on the things that they care about. And from an employee perspective, I mean, there's very rarely an employee that hasn't had the experience of working with HR and just realizing how busy they are and how much they have going on. Um, and a lot of the time when an employee is 
interacting with HR a lot, that's because they're going through a major, you know, life change. Maybe they're having a kid, maybe they're going on bereavement leave. And you want to make sure that those teams have all of the brain power and capacity to be able to focus on those really, really human moments. And so our goal is to really just make sure that they always have that space because we're taking care of those more trivial tasks that um, can be automated. And so I think that's been, that's really what gets me up in the morning. That makes me excited to kind of make the workplace better because that human aspect of human resources is prioritized. Ah, that's a great response. I think it's a great response to finish that part of the show. We're going to open the HR L&D vault. So some short, sharp questions uh, for you, Sophie. The first one is this, if you could give one piece of advice to the world, what would it be? I think that, you know, the workplace can be a really happy place to be. Um, I think that, It depends, of course, on the organization and the culture, but I think we should never stop striving to make the workplace, uh, you know, a collaborative and exciting place to be. And I never, I hope we never stop striving for that. Yeah, perfect. If you had the opportunity, what advice would you give to a younger you just starting out on this new world of work? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe learn to code. (laughs) I'm still (laughs) at the mercy of my co-founder to understand how this is all kind of built on the back end. Um, but yeah, maybe if there's one thing that I could have learned a little bit earlier was just how to code. Super. And what advice would you give to them to younger people who are looking to develop a career like yours and they want to get a seat at the table? You're obviously operating as a founder, as a CEO, uh, which is a fantastic example and, and, and I believe an inspiration for others. What advice would you give to those individuals? I think learning how to... You know, one way you, I love the, you know, getting your seat at the table. I think one of the, I'm going to butcher it completely, but there's a saying about bringing, if there's no seat at the table for you, bring a folding chair. Um, those are definitely mm-hmm. words I've lived by. Um, you know, if you're, it could seem really overwhelming to begin with, if that's something that you're interested in. My biggest advice would be to find people that have either done it or are experts in the space that you're interested in and just start networking. Like it's really the social capital is absolutely what gets you places. It also educates you. You learn more about yourself. You learn more about the space you want to go into. And it is absolutely the the quickest way to kind of jump into a new space. Yeah, fantastic advice. Brilliant advice, in fact. And last but not least, what is the sort of one guiding principle behavior that you've seen in every great leader that you've worked with? I think empathy. Um, I think empathy because you are able to apply that not only as a leader for employees and understanding, uh, you know, kind of what drives them. How are you going to get the best out of them? But also from an employee, uh, from an employee perspective, from a customer perspective, you in order to be successful in this space or in, as you know, in this position, you really need to fall in love with the problem that your customers are, are grappling with. And so I think having the empathy to really uh, to feel that frustration that they're feeling, to understand exactly why the what the cause is of that that frustration, that is something that you know is absolutely necessary. Yeah, it's a very common response, and by no surprise, it's hard to argue against that, especially in the modern world of leadership. So, a fantastic way to finish the show. So, if people want to find out more about Glad, where can I direct them? Uh, just on our website, I would say Ariglad A R I Glad dot com. Fantastic. And what I'll also do is I'll put a link to your website in our show notes. So if those of you listening to this right now want to go straight to the site and can't remember what it is, go to the show notes 
There'll be a link straight through. There'll also be a link to Sophie's LinkedIn profile. So if you want to connect to Sophie Wynn and find out more, we just talked about the power of social connection just there in Sophie's last response. So there's an opportunity for you to link in with Sophie and find out more about the Aragad solution directly. Uh, and of course, if you are an HR or L&D professional listening to this show and you need support with an HR-related vacancy, then please do get in touch with myself or any of my team at jgarecruitment.com and our link will also be in the show notes. Just need to say a huge thank you, Sophie, for joining me today on the HR L&D podcast. It's been a really fascinating uh, tour into the world of AI, into the world of HR ticketing, and how we can really improve how we, I guess, look at our data and improve the way that we respond to it using empathy, using intelligent AI to really improve the ROI of our HR department. So thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Thanks so much for having me, Nick. It was great. That's it for today's episode of the HR L&D podcast. I hope you found this discussion informative and thought-provoking, and that it gave you actionable insights to help you drive your HR agenda forward. Please remember to subscribe to the show so you never miss a future episode. And I'd also love to hear from you. So if you enjoyed this show, please do leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback helps me to ensure I can continue to bring you the topics and guests that matter most to you. Oh, and don't forget to share this show with your colleagues and fellow HR leaders as well. The more we spread the word, the more we can grow our community of HR professionals who I know are all as dedicated to driving the future of work forward as I am. Thanks, of course, for tuning in. My name is Nick Gay. Please do look me up on LinkedIn and send me a connection request. It would be great to get connected. In the meantime, I look forward to bringing you the next episode of the HR L&D podcast real soon.